Welcome to the Games and Drug Podcast. My name is Jason Ariola, and joining me today for episode 72 is John Lucero. Hello. And Brittany Beschel. Hello. Brittany, it's been a while. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on that one, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I am calling yeah, you has. out. You know, life happens. Life happens. Life is strange sometimes. Yeah, life is strange sometimes. Some, and sometimes it feels like life is strange happens a second time, which is kind of... Anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> That's a preview for a game club, if ever I could drop one subtly. So, anyway, um, guys, let's go ahead and start with what we've been playing. Um, Brittany, since you've been off the longest, why don't you... Uh, you want to talk about what you've been playing first? Well, there is this uh, lovely mobile game on iOS called Zookeeper. Okay, let's go ahead and turn <laughs> Since... them. I'm going to cut your mic right here. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, because I've been out of the house so much, it's been very difficult to keep up with anything. But when I am home, I just, you know, hop on Overwatch when I have a little bit of time. But that's basically it. Yeah, she joined the cult of Overwatch, finally. Oh. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it had to happen at some point, I guess. Yeah, it was a good decision. Yeah, well, you're. I know you're going to try to get me to do that next week, John, so... I try, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. No, I'll tell you what, after the performance I'll probably end up giving, you will probably be glad I'm not going to get into it, so... You haven't seen me play yet. I've had a lot more time playing than you have, and we'll probably be on a level playing field. It's... it's. Oh, I haven't, pl- I haven't played a minute, so... Yeah, no, the... That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think I'm still just as bad as people who were just starting. Ooh. So, Ooh. you know, you don't have to feel too bad about it. Okay, good. Well, good. At least you and I, we can, like, hold the level down for, keep the floor and the expectations low. So, as far as abilities go, because, yeah, I'm not, this is not going to happen for me. I, I'm terrible at these things. I think I said, like, Rainbow Six was the only, like, thing I ever turned out to be some sort of savant at. And then, um, Battlefield Bad Company 2. Other than that, I pretty much sucked at something fierce on every single, uh, shooter online i played with so but i guess we'll see john yeah well it'll it'll be it'll be a treat either way i mean it can be as i mean it can only get worse from wonder boy i suppose so uh yeah uh, you know there's always yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> or you on horizon that week so <laughs> i was I was sick. There was a gust. There was like a weird wind gust in my apartment. It was, uh-huh. you know, it was not not ideal conditions for oh, Planet okay. Horizon. Mercury oh. was in retrograde. Like there was yeah. a lot of stuff going on. There we yeah, go. and Blood Moon happened, I believe, that evening. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, all right. So uh, John, what have you been playing? Injustice Two. Okay. Yeah, and you and uh, you and Brittany streamed and that yesterday, right? Yes, we did. We've streamed for about an hour yesterday. I. I took her on an extensive tour through that entire game because there is a lot to, to show in that game. Brittany, I have to ask it as the is, outsider uh, then, um, how, how interesting was this? Um, As far as fighting games go, because I, I think it, in all genres that are available in gaming, it's probably my least favorite. Um, it's definitely, I feel like, the there. most accessible to people who are no. not familiar. There's Well, there's a lot of things for you to do. Okay. There's just a lot to get into. I mean, unfortunately, I think the least interesting part, and this is, again, just my opinion because of how fighting games are and how terrible I am at them, the least interesting part of the game is actually fighting. <laughs> like, I like all the character customization. <laughs> I know, that sounds so stupid. So but, the, uh, I mean, so, I'm not so going to lie. It's probably Overwatch. not something I'll play anytime soon. So about the thing about Overwatch I find the least interesting is the actual, like, uh, shooting stuff. That that seems pretty uninteresting to me, so. 
the menus are effectively you know, what you just said. <laughs> that, that's what I thought, too, initially when I was watching. Uh, my roommate played a lot. And I looked at it. And even people who have just come in and out of my house, like other friends and stuff, they look at it and they're like, what is going on? Like, there's just so much happening on the screen that it just seems so hectic that it's not enjoyable. But once you're actually in it, you're not really paying attention to the 5,000 things that are going on on the screen. You're just focused on the one task that you're doing mm -hmm. so i mean i think that's something that you get used to kind of quickly okay. but as an outsider looking at it i understand from you know what you're saying that it's very it doesn't look Hectic? fun i feel Frantic. like yeah it, it's you get kind of frazzled a little bit yeah totally yeah, yeah but it's incredibly accessible which is the which is the key to it all and it like we even with every character having multiple different powers and learn all those it's uh it's surprisingly quick to get the hang of everything and i think that's kind of what injustice 2 has going for it also that is was a, that was a, that was with, a good segue with, john yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i try um and that it there's a shit ton of things to do in that game even not even counting the online portion that scares people off of fighting games the most is the fact that you're gonna get it going online and getting your ass kicked by someone that's been playing fighting games their entire life and like never touching in the ground at the, after the start of a match. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this, I think Injustice 2 might offer the most single player content I've ever seen in a fighting game and the end of the and with an addictive loot system. And it's all pretty easy to grasp out of the bat. I think Brittany kind of, I think she kind of understood everything I showed her, even though we, I mean, I had showed her like five different systems for gathering loot. I think the most confusing thing is all the different currencies that are in the game and just the different types of loot boxes that are available because you said that there's the ones for the guild and then there's the other ones. So that was a little bit confusing, especially the way that you earn them. Wait, there's but, loot boxes I mean, I'm in this assuming... thing? Yeah. Yes, there is, there is a full-blown loot system in this game, which is kind of crazy for a fighting game. And, it, and it's like loot that has... A cosmetic and uh, like statistical effect on, on each character. So, so and uh, there's a wide range of cosmetic stuff. So no two characters look alike, and the uh, and they have actual effects on like how how good they are in, in a fight. Uh, luckily, that doesn't factor into ranked play online, but in unranked play, any, anything goes. So you can if you get a really really awesome piece of gear that can really help you help you online in unranked stuff. See, that's one of the things that I was concerned with that I was thinking about after we were done streaming yesterday is if there's a possibility, which I'm assuming there is because all these games these days have that where you can purchase the currency that's necessary to buy loot boxes in the game. I would hate to see it just be another one of those games where it's just kind of like a pay to win platform where you can afford if you have that disposable income to buy the more expensive loot boxes and get better gear. And then you go online and you just have that unfair advantage against someone else who, you know, maybe could only afford to buy the game at the base price or get it as a gift. And they can't throw all these coins out there, you know, to have that advantage. Yeah. Uh, the PlayStation store wise, you can buy the source crystals, which are used to transform from gear. And when you transform, you can transform, like, let's say you have a really high piece of gear, but you don't like the way it looks and you have a low piece of gear, a low level piece of gear. And you, but you love the way that looks. You can transform the high piece of gear to look like the low piece of gear. So that's one of the currencies you can you can purchase with real money. And then you can purchase. There are bronze, silver, gold, 
platinum and diamond loot boxes and you can uh bronze through gold are purchased in game with in-game currency mm-hmm. but you can only get platinum and you can get platinum and diamond from doing events but you, those are the i think those are the only ones you can also buy with real money and i believe i i'm not exactly entirely sure what the uh how much the odds are increase of getting good gear as you go up uh they definitely are higher as you get the better loot boxes but you can get epic gear in a bronze loot box. It's not like you have no chance of getting good gear if you, within the, in the lower level loot boxes. Hmm. And you're always getting loot boxes, like constantly. If you put, if you join a guild, was literally just you find one and press as long as it's set to open, you can just join it and you click on the guild menu and you're instantly like given uh, loot boxes for things that uh, people in the guild have been doing in uh, the guild multiverse. I gotta explain the regular multiverse first. Okay, the multiverse is probably the most important part of the single player experience in this game, in that it is a constantly evolving and updating uh, series of events on different, and it's in the multiverse conceit, which is DC Comics uh, is really big on the infinite Earths thing and parallel universes and all that stuff. So it's always updating. Like some events last for a couple hours, some last for a whole week, and anything anything in between with a bunch of random modifiers in them and completing these events uh, will net you loot boxes doing well in them will net you uh, uh, net you loot boxes and every, you can re, you can redo events over and over again and they have different rewards every time okay so you're con- like it's constantly rewarding you and uh, yeah so it's just it's a constant loop of getting more and more gear and constantly making every character better and your characters level up and as they level up they they and as you take them into events you'll get pieces of gear randomly for that character as you as you work your way through an event so yeah it's just a constant reward loop that's really satisfying and this is the same team that made the most recent like two mortal Kombat games right yes and and of course the first injustice so and so they, it also has a really a, a really well done story mode for a fighting game, as which is kind of what they've been known for. So those, uh, those last three games included. It's uh, it wasn't. It's, did you play the first no, Injustice? I did. I played a lot of the first. Injustice. Um, am I am I am I hearing this right from other people that it basically was like Superman or something like somebody nuked something and Superman just had enough and he went like just nuts? Is that was that the plot of the first okay. one? Uh, I will. Uh, I'll spoil the plot of the first one. Oh God! Like, Spoiler it's alert! Like, it's, it's been like it's been like four years for a goddamn fighting uh, and game. And also, yeah, if you, also, if you play the second, if you play the second one, it's gonna tell you what happened in the first one. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, Superman is tricked into killing Lois Lane by the by the Joker, and which also sets off a nuke, which blows up Metropolis. So Superman gets really pissed and punches Joker to the chest and mur- murders him. Okay. And then. <laughs> And then becomes a and beca- then decides that uh, humanity cannot take care of itself, and that villains cannot be left alive any longer. So he, be- he basically becomes a dictator of the planet, and a few other members members of the Justice League, and other heroes join his side. And then Batman, being Batman, does not uh, is not about the killing thing. So he's part of the resistance. I'm okay with and that's kind of like the but not killing. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you can go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can be a quadriplegic. Get... That's fine. But yeah. killing you? No, no, yes. no. That that that's that's crossing a line. 
Yeah, and, and uh, by the end of the game, you, thanks to help from the alternate universe where everything normal in Superman is not is not a total asshole, um, you uh, Superman gets put in prison, a Red Sun prison, which makes him weaker. That's a whole it's a whole thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Boy, so I couldn't have said up after that myself. Yeah, picks up after that. And now Brainiac has has arrived, and they, they have to the the opposing sides from the previous conflict have to band together to stop Brainiac, and, and it's 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 very much a comic book story, but it's 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 well done. It's got some good good cutscenes, good set pieces. It it transitions pretty seamlessly between fights, which is which is cool. You play as a, a wider wider range of characters. You don't play as everyone on the roster, but you play as a good chunk of them to get like a feel for them all. And, and I think it 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 all it it still ends up boiling down to another Batman, Batman versus Superman story, which has kind of been like a really big thing in the last few years. And uh, but I think it it kind of becomes its own thing thanks to like the continued take on this really evil Superman. It's probably the most interesting I've ever been in Superman as a character, which is not saying much because Superman is not the most interesting character. Yeah, but it, it is kind of hard to make a character I, yeah. that's basically indestructible uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's much more interesting as a villain, for sure. So he's definitely my favorite take on on that character. Supergirl makes her appearance in in this one, and she's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool character in the story. So yeah, the story is definitely a, a good, a fun draw for people that like comic books. Not and not necessarily big fighting game fans, but if you like superhero stuff. It's still a good time. You can just put it on easy and just go through the few, like the four-hour story. The so that's a good, that's a good draw for single player, but like the multiverse stuff is where the real meat is in the the multiverse and the in the loot, which will keep people coming back for for quite a long time, I think, even if they don't uh, feel like venturing online. So is uh, is the story mode like I didn't play Mortal Kombat X, but I did play the I guess whatever it was the one before that. Is the story kind of like that, where you bounce from character to character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's and uh, they've. Had, I don't. I don't. I don't think I played X's story. I've, I played very little of X. Uh, and the in this one, you can occasionally you can pick between two heroes, and they're it's a slightly alternate path. It's mostly just a different cut, different cutscenes, but you can go back in the chapters and play them and choose the other path. There, there is one big decision in the game, but it's pretty blatant. You'll know when it's there. So, it's there. Are, there are two alternate. There's there are two endings, and they're pretty. It's obviously a good and a bad ending. They aren't. There's no, there's no in between on them. I don't think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's either nuke the world or save the world. Kind of it's one of those like black and white yeah. things. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's it is fun. I think comic book fans will like it. I, I think. And I think even if you don't like comic books too much, you can you can have some fun with it because of that such a different kind of Superman, which uh, might appeal to some people. Well, yeah, because I had played the original Injustice when it was uh, one of the free games with gold or not games with gold. I don't remember if it was on Xbox or PlayStation, but I am not by any means a superhero fan. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. I'm not a superhero fan by any means. I never really was into comic books when I was a kid. Um, I'm not like one of those people that goes out to see those Marvel movies when they come out, nor the DC ones. But um, it was a game that I did enjoy playing for a little bit. 
towards the end, I felt like I was finishing just for the sake of, of finishing the game because once I start something, I want to get it done. But, um, you know, the majority of it was a lot of fun. The cutscenes are fun to watch. The graphics are good. The um, the interactions with the, um, the environments that you're fighting in are also really cool. It's something that I haven't seen in a fighting game before. I'm sure it's something that's more popular now, but I'm not very familiar with. Um, and from what I've seen, it looks like Injustice 2 is a massive improvement on every front. Like, they have just added more. It's not one of those things where they tried to fix what wasn't broken. They just saw what was a success in the last game, and they just added on to it. Yeah, they just they just made... They just took all the systems, expanded upon those, and then added a bunch of loot. <laughs> and, it's, and it works. It, it, I it mean, works. because that's yeah. the trend these days, yeah. but whatever. It's, yeah, and some people like might roll their eyes at, the, at more loot stuff, but it's it's pretty fun to customize all these different heroes. It's a big roster, too. I think it's like 28 uh, playable to start. So, And they, are, they have nine planned uh, for the future. Oh wow! Really? So, okay. I mean, it's still it's still nothing on yeah. Smash Brothers, but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think. Uh, but granted, so, I don't think we need fifty versions of uh, somebody from Fire Emblem in Smash Brothers. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, we, we we barely need one. So yeah, I'm it's concerned. like it's like yeah, yeah, we can have Ike and like Marth maybe, and we're good. Nah, yeah, okay, no, no. Oh, we're gonna add every fucking Fire Emblem character that's existed in the last ten years. Cool. Yeah, anyway, sorry, that was tangential there. So, all right, so Justice Two, you <laughs> like it? Love it. Yeah, right. it's great. It's pr- it's the it's the most complete fighting game package I might I think I've ever seen in turn just for just content wise. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to top it. Okay. So you've been playing anything else? Uh now you know Overwatch every now and then. Okay. But mostly mostly just injustice. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll make mine kind of quick here. Um, we'll go through Dead Rising Four. I've been playing that a little more now. Last time we mentioned, well, I guess I mentioned that you know you take out some of the or the the time elements. There's definitely no time elements in this game. Um, I am I'm enjoying it a lot. My, my problem is now I think I'm way overpowered because I'm only in chapter three and I'm like at level sixty two or something like that. And I have almost all of the skills unlocked because I've just been kind of dicking around killing zombies and picking up all the collectible stuff. So oh, wow. maybe that's why there needs to be a time constraint in that game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're kind of proving that point. But at the same time, like I'm not finding myself frustrated with it. Like I was the original dead rising. Uh, the original dead rising, I kind of fell off of, eh, I wouldn't even say I got halfway through that game and I kind of just fell off of it altogether. Uh, this, I actually am kind of interested in going all the way through just because of how ridiculous it is. Uh, and I guess, you know, adding in the crafting system that wasn't there in the first one, it just, I don't know. It seems like a more complete package, but like I said, I think 3 may have done it a little bit better where there was a, where there, you know, there was the time constraints, but they were a little bit more generous with it in the first one. And, you know, you could actually read the subtitles in it, and like the first one, which was, oh my god. I think it was the only one of my friends that had an HDTV when that first came out, and... I could barely read the damn thing. I was like, what is that saying? I can't. Okay. See, I wondered if that was just me because at that point I still only had one of those terrible standard definition tube televisions and I could not read anything in that game. I just had to go through it blind and I don't think I ever actually finished it because of that reason. (laughs) No, that was a pretty well-known problem with the first Dead Rising. If you didn't have an HDTV, you're kind of sore out of luck in terms of knowing what was going on in the game. I'm going to go ahead and say, too, um, I've got a, you know, I've talked about this before. I've got a 65-inch uh, TV. I can still barely see that most of the time. 
It's pretty small font. Yeah, I mean, it's an early 360 game. They were still trying to figure it out, Jason. You gotta, you know, you know technology's, technology's hard, Jason. Yeah. Are you I, sure it wasn't originally meant for VR, you know, just having everything right on top of your face yeah there we go <laughs> yeah they were first... yeah capcom was just they were well ahead of their ahead. time yep exactly that was my thought yeah they're just like you know what this thing's gonna come out eventually and um well i mean you saw how well uh chop till you drop the uh wii version did maybe oh, they were shit, trying to... that's right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can get like 10 zombies on screen at the same time <laughs> that happened I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I remember that. I, I, I checked it out from work one night while I was there, and I was like, wow, this is this is like Dead Rising if you decided to put it on a PS1. <laughs> <laughs> it just, the frame rate was awful, and the, like, the draw distance was terrible, and it was like, oh, you know, that was part of the effect of the first Dead Rising was, you know, like, at the time, you know, was that, like, mid-2006, I guess? You know, it was pretty cool to be able to see, like, what looked like, you know, hundreds of zombies out in the distance, which was probably more like a couple dozen. But, you know, it, it just seemed like, oh, my God, the amount of stuff on the screen is incredible. And then to have that on the Wii and it just all of a sudden these like zombies would pop in, especially like you I'd kill some and then more would pop in. It, it reminded me of like the first Dyn- or not the first Dynasty Warriors 2 for the PS2. It was like, oh, OK, well, this is actually no, I think Dynasty Warriors 2 had more uh, had more on screen enemies than than uh, the chop tilly drop version of Dead Rising. But anyway, uh Dead Rising 4, I like it quite a bit. Um I was pretty surprised at like that I'm still kind of plugging through it. Like I don't know. It, it's also a nice podcast game that you can just kind of like zone out and just kill a bunch of stuff too. That those are some of my favorite games lately. It's just stuff I don't really have to pay that much attention to story-wise. And, you know, I I've Luke and I have talked about this before. Uh, video game plots are typically just pretty silly to begin with. Um, this one's <laughs> yeah, silly okay. deliberately, which is kind of nice. So it's like, oh, I'll just pause the podcast I'm listening to, listen to whatever Frank and Brad, I guess, is the guy he's talking to. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, well, this is goofy shit. I don't, I'm not too concerned with it. So so that's, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm chapter three. I don't know how many chapters are in this thing, but I've also got the Frank Rising, which I guess Frank turns into a zombie DLC to get through, which... I don't know. We'll see if I get to that. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of plugging away at this thing, but I think once I'm so overpowered, I think I'll just probably plow through it and then maybe go back through. Because you can also do chapter select if you want to, so maybe I'll just kind of plow through the story so I'm not quite so overpowered. Because, you know, like I said, right now, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm just slaughtering a lot. And it's it's not quite the challenge that I was expecting. So maybe, like I said, maybe 3 did a little bit better. So It's and, just surprising to me because, honestly, you're the first person that I've actually heard that said that they were enjoying dead rising 4 just because of um i guess the variety of weapons has like severely plummeted just over time i'm like from even the first game um because there was this video that i had watched a while back mm-hmm. just kind of not really a relatively known youtube user um i think it's crowby cat he does a lot of these videos where he kind of shows how things were marketed versus how they actually are when they come out Mm-hmm. And this video in particular was actually comparing Dead Rising 1 versus Dead Rising 4. And it was just kind of like they took out so much of the game. Now, I'm definitely all for getting rid of the time limit or maybe just having it optional because obviously in your case, it's giving you the ability to way overpower yourself. But uh, um, it's just crazy to see the difference in the variety of items that they've taken out of the games at this point. And I think that's what a lot of people were just about. Like grabbing different items and being able to combine them uh, and make special weapons and stuff like that. Like, I'm not even sure if that's something that's even available anymore. Yeah, it is. It seems like a straight-to-DVD Dead Rising to me. Honestly, I'm going to, like, I don't 
I, I don't even remember if there was crafting in the first Dead Rising. I don't think there was. I don't think they introduced that till the second one. It's it was the second one. You're right. Okay. For the first one, you just picked up. You picked up whatever you could find. Yeah, and that's and honestly, like I'm finding the 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 amount of weapons. Um, I guess more than adequate. I'm 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 finding I, I found some stuff that I kind of lean on. I guess sort of in the way like you know like we've talked about with Breath of the Wild. Um, you know that little Zelda game we we talked about a, a little bit here and there. Um, what's breath? What's that? Yeah, well, you know, well maybe maybe we'll do a podcast about that someday. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. So. All right, I'll, that, I'll check it out. Okay. Anyway, um, I've I felt like there's there's more than enough weapons, but I've sort of started leaning on a few. Like, you know, of course they do break, so you do kind of have to switch it out and. I think the weapon breaking mechanic here is a little bit better than in than in Zelda, where Zelda it seems like the stuff would just be way too fragile, and this stuff like you know you're literally like smashing hundreds and hundreds of zombies with one weapon. It's like after a while, I understand the damn thing breaking, but I I, I don't really ever feel like I'm wanting for weapons, um, especially now that I've got like because I think you start with four melee slots, and now I'm up to six. And I'm, I really don't feel like I'm ever in, like, need of a weapon. Like, as soon as one breaks, there's a dozen other things laying about that I can go use or combine with something else. So it, there's really no, like, feeling of, I guess, danger in that sense. Which, to your point, Brittany, it does kind of feel like, you know, maybe the edge, I guess, has been taken off Dead Rising a little bit, which is kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, I'm having more fun with it, which is something I appreciate more than the almost rogue like version that the first ver- or that the first dead rising was. So it's, I, I guess it all comes down to a matter of taste. I, I, I like the weapon combinations. I mean, there was a, there's a Christmas wreath that if you combine it with like something electronic, when you hit a zombie with it, it will just like arc out this thing of lightning and kill and about 20 surrounding zombies. It's kind of cool. The, some of the, uh, the vehicles that you can combine are kind of ridiculous. I mean, you know, you can combine a go-kart and a Hummer and you end up with like this, like little Hummer with a, like just big metal plate surrounding it and a giant machine gun on top of it. You can combine a Hertz with a, uh, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, was it a snowplow? Yeah. A snowplow. And you've got like these two zombies hanging off the edge of it. Um, kind of like a, I don't know, almost a creepy, like, warning thing to the side of them. But then, like, this, you can, like, fling the zombies, like, a snowplow thing or whatever. Like, once you've gotten your combo up enough, you can, like, just start flinging them as weapons and projectiles. It's kind of cool. So, like I said, there's, it's silly enough, and I think Dead Rising sort of embraced the fact that it's never going to be taken very seriously. But I think Dead Rising 3, as far as mechanically, might be the better game. But I think, like, story-wise, it seemed like 3 was trying to go a little bit too serious. And 4 has kind of gone back to the, the Frank West stupid silly you know it's like okay we'll kind of tell a story but you can just totally ignore it if you want to i mean we'll you know we've got the waypoints on the map for you you don't need to pay attention to a lick of this game if you don't want to so Hmm. all right and the other thing i've been playing um this is i don't know i don't know how much we want to talk about this because this is a very much a i don't know i would say 15 i know know what this is 15 to 19 year old Ver, or uh, me game uh birthdays the beginning uh this game was uh. made by uh the guy who originally made uh harvest moon this has been sort of like his pet project for a long time and he's had it in the back of his head now i i want to say this is like a sort of a bastardization of evo the search for eden for the super nintendo with 
mm, I don't know, let's say like Sim Earth or something along those lines, except that, I don't know, it doesn't really explain it that well. Honestly, I like this game. I'm not going to recommend it to a lot of people because unless you are looking for a very like check off a list sort of game, that this is probably not for you. Um, basically, you can. Basically, the whole point is you control evolution by adjusting the climate. Um, you get seeds of evolution and mutation to get different branches of it, um, or get different branches of species, or to, you know, with the seeds of evolution to kind of further progress evolution, maybe a little faster than it should be. Um, you have to adjust the terrain. I think I mentioned, yeah, I think I said that. Um, adjust the terrain to adjust the overall, like, temperature of the world that you're in, the little cube, the box, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and based on the temperature, certain things will evolve and certain things will not evolve. Where I'm running into a problem with it is after a certain point, um, say you need to evolve a certain species, but the, let's say, the precursor to what you need or need to evolve it, it needs something else. So you kind of have to change back like the climate a couple I guess generations or branches worth of things to get those things back and then adjust the climate accordingly. So it's like I said, it's a little sounds great. It's a little weird like that, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it, it fills a certain niche. It works for me. I like it, but it's not going to work yeah. for everybody. I mean, it's like overwatch for you. I just, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I've got no interest in playing it, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go along with this this weekend. So I said the same exact thing, but you know, when someone buys you a game, you're kind of forced to play it. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some secret Santa gets someone a game. You never know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I do have a question about this game, actually. I've heard it has, uh, at least from a review that I read, it had some technical, some pretty bad technical issues. Have you run into any of those? Do they specify like, what kind of technical issues? Like stuff spawning not where it should be, uh, things falling through the world. All, uh, some of the things you create falling through the world and stuff like that. Things not quite working how they should. No, I really haven't it's had that just... problem. The only thing okay. I've had, a, like, the only, like, real, like, I guess, technical issue I've had with it, um, after certain things, like, events happen in the game, like, say, species come up or whatever, um, you will get these, like, little, like, basically, like, items will spawn and they just come up as little, like, like star-looking things on the map. And then you have to go back into the map to get your like little character to fly to them to get them. Um, I've had a couple spawn at the very bottom level of the map, which or like I mean that like elevation wise. So I literally would have to lower the elevation low like to the very bottom to be able to get the item because otherwise it like leaves a little tick on the map. So if that's not the sort of thing that bothers you, it it's really not that big a deal because I've kind of found myself with like just an overwhelming amount of items that I haven't really needed. Um but other than that I really haven't had any technical issues with it. Okay. So if people like Harvest Moon, is this close enough to that or is this kind of a different no, thing no this is i've never really I, okay this is completely okay the the audience for harvest moon typically is more i would say they're kind of into the farming simulation i now i'm speaking from my kind of thing as a we'll say lapsed harvest moon fan i enjoy the i enjoyed the harvesting stuff enough the farming but really kind of what it boils down to is like the interaction with the townspeople and stuff like that there is basically no interactions whatsoever in this game i mean you get your little you know, tutorial little character that talks to you and tells you what your goal is for the, uh, for that act that you're in. But other than that, there's really like no interactions there. So 
what I really think this game is like for is people who are into like we'll say like Sim City type stuff. But like I said, it's more. It literally is more like if you enjoy checking things off of a list and forcing things to evolve, like, okay, hey, I want to evolve this thing, even though it's not part of my goal, I need to do this. So you you know, you have to evolve certain things that might not be on the path of you completing that act. There's also challenge modes where okay. it gives you a certain amount of time to evolve certain things and a limited amount of space and items and stuff to work with. So it kind of tests your knowledge on stuff like that. And it kind of does make you pay attention to how things evolve and not just like kind of fast forward through everything, which like I said, it's not for everybody. This game is going to be a very, very small niche of people that enjoy it, but I, I definitely don't regret buying it. It's, it's something that kind of filled it. If 15 to, like I said, 15 to 20 year old me knew this game was going to be coming out. I would be like super excited and like, okay, cool. This is going to be great in my thirties. I'm going to have something to look forward to. But as a 34 year old guy, it's, it's, it's still interesting. It's still kind of tickling that part of my brain that I, that, I enjoy having tickled, I suppose, by these type of games, but it's definitely not, it's not, like I said, it's not for everyone. It, and it's even, even that part of my brain, I'm still kind of like sometimes like looking at it like, okay, I wish there was a little bit more interactivity with this thing. How's the soundtrack? Like, you know, is it, um, is it, is it good? Is it relaxing? Is it not oh, yeah. nice? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I bought the collector's edition and it actually came with the uh, soundtrack. And I mean, this is, this is a soundtrack. Like you could put this and go to sleep too. I mean, you, I, I it would not be out of place in a massage parlor. I would say. <laughs> okay. Oh. okay. Noted. So other than that, I mean, it's, it's cute. The little dinosaurs are cute and my daughter kind of into it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, I didn't like even knowing what this game is, she's like still interested in it and she wants to see things evolve. So she'll literally sit there with me for, you know, an hour or two while I'm playing it and nothing's really going on. And we're just kind of like, Oh, Hey, look, that popped up. And she'll want me to zoom in and take a look at it. And then we'll start working together to figure out like how to get to the next part of what we need to do. So like, it, it's strange. I mean, you can, t- you can tell she's definitely my child because you know, th- there's something in her that she enjoys seeing those like little, little boxes checked off. So. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, you were, you were, you were looking for, you, you had been looking forward to it so you know that's always nice when something something kind of scratches a niche yeah it uh yeah definitely wasn't uh it definitely was like i said i caught a couple of review scores i didn't really read the view reviews and then i was like oh boy i'm a little concerned but i played it and like i said i i don't i totally understand those some of those review scores having gone and read a few of them i definitely understand like if this is not something you were interested in and that like genre of game was not your thing like ever this is not going to be the thing that gets you in there it, it, it's it's not terribly accessible it's definitely harkening back to an older day of like i mean it almost feels like a spreadsheet sometimes it's kind of it's kind of weird so i think of like a like a spreadsheet and a uh, like a clicker type game having a baby and you might have this i don't know it's a little weird to describe it's a mobile game's dream yeah you know honestly this kind of would be right in right at home, like on an iOS device, I kind of regret buying another PS4 because it's like with the mouse interface probably would have been better on Steam, but I don't know if I would have played okay. it as much if I had bought it on, on my laptop. So it's like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, like I said, it's a fun little thing if it's your thing. If it's not your thing, this is this is a game to just pass right over and skip because it's not going to, it's not going to draw you into the genre if nothing's drawn you to the genre before. Cool. All right. So I think that is everything as far as what we've been playing, right? Anybody got anything else? I'm I'm good. So. Okay. No, I think that's about it. All right. I mean, I could talk about 
Final Fantasy Record Keeper a little bit, but I mean, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, we can just skip that. That's, I've just been playing that for the last like six months and enjoying that <laughs> iOS game. So it's a nice little distraction thing. So yeah. anyway, um, okay. Uh, I don't want to say coin toss, but coin toss, do we move on to news or everybody's favorite section of the podcast, John? Um, you give me a second, we can do everybody's favorite section of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. You should just have this thing like <laughs> saved as your screensaver. I should, I should, but you know, we we can't all be perfect. Yeah. Let's see, it's a super super easy to remember fun name that I came up with. <laughs> kind of regretting this name now, aren't you? Nope. Because <laughs> it's time for <clears throat> Jason's Ultra Shame Junk Pile EX Plus Alpha Arcade Edition. All right. Now, for those unfamiliar, and maybe those who have like, tuned in for the first time, because you know there's there's a possibility that every podcast is somebody's first podcast. Uh, this is where we, uh, we we basically shame me into how many video games I buy every week or other week, depending on how often we get the podcast up. Um, because I I have this app that keeps track of them, and um, I basically just go through the list of everything I've bought, and um, yeah, ho- ho- hopefully it eventually stops me from buying so much compulsory bullshit but it hasn't yeah. seemed to work so far and we've, we've been, been doing this now we've, for two we've months we've been doing this for months yeah yeah we've been doing this for months yeah hasn't worked so <laughs> hasn't stopped the train anyway um so the the little thing we've added to this thing is i will uh britney i don't know if you're familiar with this we uh i will name a i will name a game that's you know a little bit more obscure that i bought and have you guess what type of game it is so <laughs> okay it's pretty it's pretty hard actually um, these uh some of these names or are, are some might say generic generic or i mean you, you think about it every i mean like what do you think of when you think like overwatch i mean dictatorship would, yeah i mean would that I mean, would that game would, would, would the game that it is be the first thing that comes to mind when you used to hear overwatch i mean it's it's a little hard to get descriptive i mean unless you i mean I think about the only couple games, they might be fighting games. I mean, you know, Street Fighter. Gee, I wonder what goes on there. The King of Fighters. Oh, fighting game? Okay. I mean, Halo. Hell. I mean, it could have been a song based on Beyonce's smash hit from a few years ago. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love song adaptations to games? I, mean, I, thought, I, I thought Halo was an adaptation to that song. Like the, the, I thought it was originally that's what it was. You know, wasn't, Master Chief. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Halo 2 just an excuse for that Breaking Benjamin song? What? No. Okay. <laughs> there's no. There's no excuse for any breaking my <laughs> Oh man. You know, come to think of it, I don't even know if that made it into the Master Chief Collection. I think the license expired for that, and they just didn't renew it. No, I'm thinking about it. Anyway, like a, yeah. Got, a, got an Alan Wake situation. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there, but. Uh yeah yeah that's. Anyway yeah. Some of that music in Alan Wake's a little weird too, so I'm like, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just get the license. I can't imagine these artists really have picked up since then because I still haven't heard of any of them. Granted, I mean, this is me. I don't, unless you're a video game composer for the most part, I don't know who the hell you are anymore. So, all right, let's move on. Okay, so first thing I bought, um, we just talked about it. Birthday's the beginning, limited edition, Knights of Azure for the PS4. Uh, third person action Japanese game. Okay. Brittany, you want to take a stab at that one? Uh, okay. I don't know if this is a question I'm allowed to ask, but is Knights spelled with a K or no K? 
Good K. question. No K. <laughs> That's a solid, solid question. No I'm, K? No K. Okay. I'm going to guess that this game takes place at night. <laughs> oh. And, uh... Or maybe it doesn't, and it's the... Yeah, probably... And it, and it's the, maybe it's the, a side-scroller? Okay. Um... Yep. Maybe something Castlevania-ish. Okay. I want to change my answer. Okay, go ahead. I, thought about, I thought about what Jason. It, it, it's a turn-based strategy game, like a, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a tactics ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will say, John, your original guess, and Brittany, part of your guess, uh, we'll, we'll say kind of meet in the middle there. It is um, like a like a third-person action platformer, or no, just, I guess, action yeah. game, basically, that plays an awful lot like, um, we'll say, like, Lords of Shadow. Okay. So. I, I like I Lords of Shadow. I don't know if I'd like it as much now, but I liked it when it came out. <laughs> Would you like it if it was about half the length? Does it have the same slow beginning? <laughs> uh, you know what? I couldn't tell you for sure. Oh, okay. And that's, it's, it's one of those games you bought. The ones oh, yeah, you don't play. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the other caveat of this thing. If <laughs> yeah. you if you're new to this, that doesn't mean I've played these before or have played them or ever will play them. I literally have more than two thousand games, and I maybe have gotten to a few hundred. So anyway. But yeah, you know, a half as long Lord of the Shadow sounds pretty appealing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think on how long to beat for like a completionist run, it's like fifteen hours. So that seems that seems a little more appealing. Okay, uh, this one you can't really blame me for purchasing. It was free on GOG, so uh, it's uh, Eador Genesis. Eador? Eador. E A D O R. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing I'm saying that right. I don't know. <laughs> Yadder. Yador. Yadder. Uh, I get. Fuck. <laughs> 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 well said. Yeah, when I saw the Twin title, I was shooter. like, "What is this?" Yeah. Twin stick shooter. Okay. Oh God, what was the full name of the game again? <laughs> I'm still stuck on that first word that you're not sure how to pronounce. <laughs> Eador, Genesis. So Eador colon Genesis. Mm. Um, I imagine that this is a port from the Sega Genesis to the <laughs> PS4. Uh, <laughs> Which is very common. They love to do those. In, uh, in yeah, PAL, know, ter- in PAL territories, it's called Eador Mega Drive. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, this, I feel like, could be some kind of weird turn-based thing. But that's that's really all I can get from that name. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> well, Brittany, you nailed it. Uh, the, the description <laughs> is, Eador Genesis is an indie turn-based strategy game. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it. That's Whoa, all right. <laughs> I, I blew my load on the first one. That one. Damn it. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure that I'm sure the genre will probably turn back up. So, Like, it's your favorite genre or anything. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, okay, uh, I don't know if we really need to guess these because we kind of talked about them a little bit, but uh, Harvest Moon Save the Homeland for the PS4 and Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life Special Edition for the PS4. It's the second one in black and white and about a guy that has to, like, he dies and has to see how the family deals with his life afterwards. That is really intense. (laughs) Harvest Moon got deep, man. 
literally just the movie It's a Wonderful Life. It's an FMV game. Oh, I wouldn't oh have bought it. God. I wouldn't have bought it if that was the case. <laughs> I gotta suffer through that thing one more time, pretending I enjoy this classic Christmas movie. Oh, gee. Anyway. So, anyway, sorry. We'll just move on there. Uh, the Little Acre for the PS4. Farming Simulator. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would guess. I mean, I guess I should ask how Acre is spelled. <laughs> oh wait, you know, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose something else here. I'm okay. going to say this is a game where you sell real estate. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm sticking with that. Okay. Uh, neither right. Uh, it's an adventure game, basically kind of like a point-and-click adventure game. How is Acre spelled? A C R E. There's another way to spell okay. Acre. How else do you? Say- That's what well, I was hey, wondering you, when you, you said that you, at first. You, no, because maybe it's a name. I don't know. You said. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe it's the little acre. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. No. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, words are hard. Listen, it could have been acres and David Acres or something. You know, retired athletes have games too, probably. Retired, retired kicker David David Acres. Yes. The game, the game based on his life. No, Little Acre, which is like his son. Oh. I don't know. I'm assuming so, he has children. I don't know anything sim. about this no, man. I apologize, life. David Akers. No, it's like, the, you remember those backyard, like, baseball and football games? It's like that, but with David Akers. He's just like a, it's like a little kid version of David Akers. Oh, Akers. okay. That he makes plays sense. every player on the team. Who's yeah. David Aker? He was a kicker <laughs> for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. Okay. And listen, I'm not familiar with football. The only reason I know that is because I'm from Philadelphia. So, you know, had that shoved down my throat. <laughs> Along batteries, like Philly Love the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> she said in fear. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't have a gun to my head right now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. We're not on video chat, so I don't know for sure. So we'll just we'll just go along with that. Yeah, I, I, Brittany, I don't know how many times you've uh, you've you've DM'd me on Twitter and told me how much you love the Philadelphia Eagles, and you were upset <laughs> when Jeff Beagles was no longer the kicker there. Yep, that guy. Yeah, see? She loves Donovan McNabb. Yep, there we go. Oh, yep. I have so many jerseys. So many. I was going to say, Brittany, I don't know know how many different uh, versions of of a Randall Cunningham jersey you need, but I don't think the answer is all of them. So... You can back off. You it's just okay. need one in like that classic Kelly Green, duh. Okay, okay, that's okay. That, that is that is a, that is a sharp jersey. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> all right, all right, we got a lot of these to go through, so let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Assemblance. 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 Uh, assemb- uh, uh, point point and click about robots. Um, this is the video game adaptation of that YouTube series that James May from Top Gear does, where he has to put things back together when he's just given a pile of pieces. Okay, Brittany, I think you're cheating. <laughs> Get away from Wikipedia. I don't appreciate you looking up the... No, okay, anyway. So, um... If I was typing, you'd hear it. You can hit your... You can hit mic... Or you can hit a mute on the mic really quickly, and then I'd be like, no, see? Or you could be using your phone to do it. Won't hear that. Oh, yeah, See? that's true. See? Okay, so uh, Kotaku describes uh, Assemblance as a little bit of PT mixing with the Stanley Parable. Wait. What? 
So, so is it a horror game or not? Uh, <sighs> Semblance is a single-player first-person psychological thriller. <laughs> okay, but is it like, does it have a funny narrator or is it just a narrator? I don't even like, know if it has a narrator. John, another well, one of those how, games. Then how, is, how, then how is it like Stanley Parable? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to click on the Kotaku article and read out. it to you? I want you to read the next title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Let's see. Let me get to the next one here. All right. Oh, well, I mean, okay. This isn't really fair. Uh, Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valencia Limited Edition. The Smash Bros. game? Yeah, pretty much. It might as well be at this point. <laughs> Smash Bros. might as well be a Fire Emblem game. So, all right. So uh, there was a, uh, there was a, I guess still going on. Uh, there's a backwards compatible sale on Xbox One right now. So I, uh, it's pretty good sales. I mean, it was almost like a Steam sale, how cheap a lot of these things are. So um, so I indulged myself in a bunch of, uh, we'll say, mediocre games I've always been curious about. So the first one is Haunted House. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Basically a remake of the Atari game. A 20, or, yeah, Atari 2600 game, Haunted House. So um, let's see. Aqua. Okay, guys, take a guess. Let's go with that one. Aqua. Aqua. And the only way I know uh, that you know, or that's, I don't know of any other way to spell Aqua. So. Okay, so I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the uh, that really really great PS1 game that was out years ago, where you know you were the Spice Girls and you just basically press buttons to dance along to the music. Is it that, but with the band Aqua, which if you're not familiar, I believe was a cover band for ABBA. What? Oh, Brittany, that is that some deep so shit. <laughs> Holy God. Listen, it is better for me to do this than to just say, I have no idea. <laughs> These are my best guesses. This I appreciate that. Get. I appreciate that. And unfortunately, you know what? I do hear an Aqua song uh, at work and on a semi-regular basis, which is weird so, that you brought that oh, up. Boy. I was like, oh, I'm impressed <laughs> you know an Aqua song. Like, you can recognize an Aqua song. <laughs> I, uh, I I grew up in the era when Aqua was... Were they ever popular? Would that be the when, when they were around, I guess? No, that's not... That's they, not were, they were popular enough for me to have a CD, and I don't understand why I did. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So Aqua is basically like a, uh, a twin-stick shooter, but in the water? Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Twist. Yeah. Listen, if it didn't take place in the water, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Missed opportunity. Okay, uh, we've got Bomberman Battlefest Live. Which, yeah, I mean, it's a Bomberman game. I don't think I really need to get into that too much there. Uh, so. It's, a, so it's, like a, it's like a live action Bomberman? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Broadway It's like a Broadway spectacle type thing. It's really weird. Oh, like, cool. Especially when, like, the... Uh, the, uh, the purple Bomberman starts getting, like, introspective about what all these bombs mean, and then the uh, the white Bomberman comes up and blows them up. It's, I don't know if it's some sort of, like, political commentary or social commentary, but it's it's really weird. As long as it doesn't start with the line, do you ever wonder why we're here? I might actually watch that. <laughs> well, let me, let me, uh, it does, but they only get about halfway through it before they get bombed for the first time, so... Oh, okay. See? So it's kind of meeting you in the middle there, maybe? So it's like a think piece. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Except with all the action of a, of a Bomberman game, so it's like it, it's it's that it's like that frantic paced, but it's still trying to teach you a lesson and just not doing a very good job of it because you know when somebody's trying to contemplate the uh, the meaning of life or what their place is in the social order of things and they get blown up halfway through a thought, it's a little weird. That's like Prometheus. Okay, I I, I think I got a picture now of what this game is. What's up next? Blood Knights. So. Again, knights with a K or without a K? With a K. Yeah, the second one would be really gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know, it's it's about the gang war in L.A. So I'm going with. Hmm. So they went like noble. I'm going to guess that there are. <laughs> Well, you, wait, you did say with a K, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so probably a uh, some kind of like turn-based strategy game, except the armies are made up of vampires. Okay. With a special like cameo by David Boreanaz, because he's not doing much these days. He's, but he's playing his character from Bones, not playing <laughs> Angel. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> John, thank you for uh, thank you thank you for uh, you know filling filling those of us in who had no idea who that was. <laughs> oh boy! Pretty right. old. So remember the subtitle. The subtitle should be Blood Knights with a K. By the way, <laughs> yeah, Blood Knights. <laughs> Cold with a K. Okay. Even though it clearly is in the title there. No, it should be Blood Knights without the without the K, and then so it should be Blood and then N I G H T S and then colon with a K. Oh, <laughs> I think we found our first. Uh, what would indie- that even mean? I don't know. I think we found our first indie game. Let's make it, guys. Let's make it happen. So, oh I God, mean, I'm right. not gonna lie. There's been some blood nights where I just really wanted a box of special K, but I was too lazy oh, to leave wow. the house. Oh man! <laughs> All right, and the blood moon rises once again. Oh God, oh. Where's, where's where's Zelda when we need her to spout out that god awful line? Be careful. Okay, I'm not even going to do that. Okay, uh, Blood Knights is a hack-and-slash action role-playing game. Okay, so we were close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sorry, David Warriors. <laughs> I'll go with that. You were close enough. Why not? Okay, Dragon's Lair. Is that that, that old, really old it like, quick-time event game? It is. Is that that one? It is. Okay. I know. okay. Gatling Gears. I know. I feel like I've heard of this one. Uh, you probably is have. it just Metal Slug, but like a cl- far enough from the license to not get sued. Negative. No, that would be uh that would be Commandos Steel something for the DS. Let me see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only reason I the only reason I know that is because I actually own it for because I yeah Commando Steel Disaster. Steel Disaster. Yeah. It was a steel disaster. I uh, I bought it in a lot of uh, DS games, and uh, I think I could buy like twenty something of them because it had like seven games I wanted, and the price was pretty reasonable for it. So yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just keep this because it sells for like three dollars. So question mark? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was questioning by keeping it. Anyway, Gatling Gears. I think that game is not new, though, right? Because nope. I feel like that was one of those Xbox Live Arcade games. It was. it was like back in the day. It was. That's why. Like one of the top-down shooters or something like that. Is that your final answer? 
I think mechs. There's probably mechs. Okay. <laughs> Japanese final answer. Yes. Okay. Uh, Gatling Gears is a shooter video game developed by Vanguard Games. Uh, basically, yes, it's a uh, it's it's like effectively like a twin stick shooter. I think of like Assault Heroes, basically, kind of like that. Okay. If you're familiar with Assault. But Heroes. are there mechs? There are. You walk around. Ah, okay. You, yeah, you walk around on like these like bipedal things, then yeah. So. Okay. So they're so they're mechs and not mecha. You know, I don't know the legal uh, the legality of which is which. So they're basically mech, these big mechs robots. Are like, yeah, mechs are like walking tanks. Mecha is, is when it gets way more Japanese about it. It's like Gundam. Okay, so they're so like humanoid robots first. Yeah. Okay. Versus right. like big like military tank, more like practical versus you know stylized. Are you are you are you trying to imply that the crazy amount of like weird spike things on the Gundams aren't practical? There's no need no. for aerodynamics in space. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's no there's no drag in space. So you know, put as many spikes and edges and crazy, creases on crazy thing as you can possibly thing. can. Yeah, and horns and yeah, right. yeah. See, it's all yeah. right. So anyway, uh, it's ja- just extra okay. defenses against like rogue meteors and stuff that are flying by you. Exactly. I don't know. I've never watched Gundam. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you d- you really just hurt Jason like on a personal level there. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'll get over it. It's all right. Anyway, uh, okay. Joust. If you guys don't know what Joust is, I don't know if we can do this podcast anymore. That's that's a that's that that's that old NES game. Yeah, uh, arcade originally, yeah. but uh, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the NES version came to mind first. Yeah, I you're thinking. Well, you're thinking Balloon Fight is the NES game, and can we not say NES? I really don't like that. The Nintendo Entertainment System. I mean, you can just say NES. You don't have to be a heathen about it. <laughs> but yeah, basically, <laughs> Balloon like... Fight was Nintendo's ripoff of Joust. So. We all know the Ness's mascot was Ness from Earthbound. I don't know why we're making such a big deal about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just totally icing you on that one. Sorry. <laughs> I know you are, and I, and I appreciate it. Okay. It makes all right. Me stronger. Okay. Yeah. Rainbow Six Vegas yeah. did the. I bought the digital version, so I don't. If I ever get the mood for a terrorist hunt, I don't actually need to get off my butt and get the disc and put it in the Xbox One. So. Yeah, that's not really one of those games that warrants getting out of your seat these days <laughs> yeah and it was geez five bucks i think so i was like eh, you know <laughs> all right uh, st- uh you said, go ahead so the, you said it's the first one or the second one first one i i have the second one already digital like i don't even remember when i bought it okay. but i have it so i was gonna buy it and i looked i was like oh it's on the sale i looked like oh where do you have it okay cool i don't remember buying it See, Brittany, that's originally kind of how this whole thing came about. Was I was buying stuff that I didn't know I or that I didn't remember I already had. So I was uh, kind of shocked when I looked at how many uh, different versions of some games I had. I was like, "Oh, I've got three of these uh, NES carts." I thought I didn't have. Okay, that's cool. It was almost a shame, a sh- you know, a point of shame that uh, I owned uh, three three carts of uh, the Little Mermaid for the uh, Nintendo. You single-handedly. <laughs> are keeping some companies in business even the ones who probably haven't made a game since the 90s i just might be 
yeah, that's why that's why I don't ever feel bad about emulating anything. I'm like, you know, the amount of money I spent on video games, I think I can get away with it. So, anyway, uh, Stuntman Ignition. It's a driving game. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually like that game a lot. Uh, I've heard good things. That's why I It is it. a driving game. It's just a game where you have to go through and do stunts. It actually reminded me a lot of... Um, I'm forgetting the crash portions of uh, Burnout, kind of. Yeah, crash mode. Mm-hmm. Burnout, yeah. Like, yeah, where you just kind of have to like plan out these elaborate like things in order to get the most amount of points. But yeah, I played that game quite a bit on my 360, I believe. Oh man, I miss I miss Burnout. Why well, the, won't they do it again? They're too stuck on Need for Speed, and it's not the same. It's not. I just want Burnout Paradise too. Well, there's that new game that came <sighs> out from. Isn't it like the like in? Yeah, yeah, uh, Danger Zone. It, yeah. People that made Dangerous Dangerous Golf, which didn't get very, it wasn't very well received. So I, and I haven't seen this new new one. I don't know if it's out yet or not. Uh, but uh, I've not seen it in action. But it's basically just crash mode from, pe- from people, from old uh, Criterion members, you know, people that worked on Burnout. Out. Right. So, I, it, like, that kind of intrigued me, but I just want to, I want a real Burnout. Listen, I'd be pretty happy with a, like, Burnout Revenge, too, honestly. I, 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 wanna, I want Paradise, if I had to pick one. I'd want another Paradise. Or something like Paradise. So you want to See, open, but I didn't like yeah. how they added in the whole open world thing. I just kind of yeah. preferred to just go through the menus and pick things that way. Yeah, I like. The I, open, I feel I, like driving games don't really need to have an open world. See, I, it, see, I, I, I like the cruising around and just do, doing stuff as you come across it, and then the, the cool online stuff where you know just racing around, just activating different events randomly, just have just fucking around. It's it. It was a good just chill out game for me just to drive around in that in that. In, in the world, so that's why I liked it. I'm I'm with Brittany on this. I prefer the uh, the more I guess like go open a menu and go pick out whatever you want to go like just create some havoc in and just do it that way. I, I, it was kind of it was kind of my jam. Like I, I tried Paradise, just didn't do it. Re- it just didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I mean, it, just for my style of playing things, just how compulsively I would like to go through and get like the full ranking on every single event. I would go through like all the events on rank one in each area, and I feel like it's so much easier to do it that way than to have to like manually drive around a map and find out what you have and haven't done correctly. Yeah. But I mean, listen. At this point, if they did another burnout, I would take whatever they gave me. <laughs> so I mean, I'm yeah, not. I'm but... not going to be picky. It's been too long. And also, I, think, I like uh... Need for Speed Rivals. And it was that's about as close as I've gotten to Burnout since Paradise. I think um, it, it, it was a really good game. I think the the structure of Burnout that Brittany and I like are it's also a little bit more I guess conducive to like being a party game too. Like I I would have friends over and like we would play Burnout just like take turns swapping the controller back and forth. Like all right, let's see who can knock the most shit around. And yes, exactly. Whereas Paradise, yeah, it's I, kind of it doesn't really have that experience. I I thought the online could be totally that way because you just get in a big group of people and you just race around do, doing different events and just fucking around in the world so i i liked it like with the cops and robbers stuff and, and then the races or uh and and the like i really enjoyed all that stuff yeah but see that's but so. that also requires everyone to have a copy of burnout whereas the method that Brittany and i kind of prefer only one person has to have it and you have a group of friends over and you just, like I said, pass the controller around and, you know, people who don't play games can get into that sort of thing. Whereas Paradise is sort of uh, maybe a maybe a little bit more 
inaccessible because of the fact that you have to have like you know the the xbox live gold subscription or whatever and everybody's got to have their own copy of the game whereas like i said you know burnout's like oh hey i've got a bunch of my friends over drink you know to drink or whatever let's play some let's play some burnout it's like we're already uh we're already at the point where if any of us drive we're gonna get a dui so we might turn this game into something fun (laughs) (laughs) well listen criterion's just being realistic these days they know that nobody has friends who actually goes to someone's house anymore yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say too. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I did couch stuff with any, like couch stuff, couch like co op <laughs> stuff with anyone. Well, John, I think you just named the episode. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> couch stuff is a whole different thing. Than yeah. When we talk about couch stuff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a different an podcast. Separate podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a. Yeah. That's where that, we start getting into like the creepy 69. elements of life is strange, and we talk about couch yeah. stuff. So. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Cameo Elements of Power. My daughter saw it and wanted me to buy it, so I I bought that one. So. Okay. I don't. That's a platformer. I do remember that. Yeah. That was a. Is it a platformer? I I think it is. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a 3D game. Like a. Well, it's a 3D platformer. 3D adventure. Okay. I don't remember if it was actually a platformer, just like an adventure game. I don't. I don't. I couldn't. I can't remember. So, it's a 3D. Anyway. It's a yeah. It's basically like a 3D like platformer. It's basically a mascot platforming game. So, okay. All right, uh, Toy Story three because my son saw Buzz and insisted on me getting it. So, there we go. <laughs> I heard the toy box is cool. The toy box mode is cool in there. Yeah. So I still say Ice Age three for the. I, I don't know if it came out on the PS three, but the three sixty. One of the, like, secret, like, coolest, like, licensed games that's ever come out. I was playing it for achievements and actually had a lot of fun playing the stupid thing, so. X-Men Origins is also a good one. Way better than the movie. <laughs> uh, which is not hard to do, but it's... Uh, yeah. well, and it's so weird because I feel like people automatically will just knock a game just because it is a movie adaptation or a game adaptation of a movie. But one of the games that I actually enjoyed playing a lot um, back on the GameCube with my cousins when I babysit is Shrek 2. Like, that was a really, really fun game to play. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it at all, but no. it was one of those things where you can have up to four people playing, and it is just kind of kind of, sort of one of those types of, like, mascot platformers. But, you know, it's multiplayer, which was even better because you would work together to kind of, like fix sort of puzzles and stuff to get through the level on top of fighting different enemies so they had a lot going on in that game yeah i haven't uh i haven't done that so that's and and honestly i I, this is probably going to get rectified eventually because i have children but i have never seen a shrek movie what yeah it's not the, the, the i think the first the first one holds up pretty well it's actually it's got some good adult humor in it too so it's, it might be worth watching with the kids. I think it came out when I was mm, late, late teens, maybe early 20s, and, you know, had no kids. So, I mean, the series was just not aimed at me whatsoever. Like, there was nothing driving me to that thing, so. Yeah, I was, I was, like, the, I was like the perfect age for it when it came out. So, it was, I, de- I definitely saw it in theaters. All right. So, uh, let's see. Moving on to the next one. Okay, I'm just going to give you guys the batch of these things because I basically just bought all but one of the of the entire series because they were on sale. Uh, Wing Commander series, every one of them but the fifth one I bought. <laughs> okay, so you're going to be watching a lot of FMV. That one, 
Those have it, right? Like Command and Conquer. The later, the later games have them. the The first two, or I mean, they're literally just like pixel, like cutscenes, basically. Um, okay. I played the hell out of the first Wing Commander on the Super Nintendo, and actually being able to play it on a system that you know you can probably control it properly. Uh, it's kind of one of those things like I've been wanting to get back into, and then they were on sale for like a dollar twenty-five, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna buy the whole series and maybe do something with that eventually for the site. So. Okay, so next game, and Brittany, this is where it'll probably start getting really obscure because this is when I this these are the purchases I added um, from my good old games purchases. So the anything that I buy from good old games tends to be a little bit uh, a little bit more of a shot in the dark for you guys. Yeah, it uh, usually I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, most of these so. games are All right, let's, let's... At, at the very least older than you. Sometimes same age as me so okay so we're looking at starflight and starflight 2 so and this game came out in 1986 so that game is eight years older than i am (laughs) good god (laughs) okay i'm just going to guess that this is some kind of like spaceship like shooter uh kind of like wing maybe commander. not a side scroller but kind of like or like wing commander i'm trying to think kind of like the really crappy gummy ship portions of uh kingdom hearts couldn't tell you um john <laughs> john knows my friends oh like that's kingdom right hearts. yeah 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 couldn't no. tell you <laughs> yeah john is there is there well, any uh, is there any overlap much, between like wing commander get... and the gummy ship thing uh, I I don't remember either enough to say yes or no to that question. <laughs> okay, fair but, enough. So, yeah. Uh, possibly. Okay. The gummy ship stuff was real bad, real bad. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's only in the first one too. Uh, as far as I remember, yeah. yeah but honestly, it, I thought maybe it would be improved in some way, or maybe just removed in the remaster, which I actually have been playing recently and it hasn't and it's one of my least favorite parts of the game which along with a lot of other things but i'm not going to get into that it's one of those things where you think it's super great when you're playing it as a teenager and then you go back as an adult and you're like how did i ever finish this oh you mean like uh in the indigo prophecy oh listen i still i still have a soft spot for that game it's trash i'm not going to dispute that but i still like it just for the nostalgia factor for me that's okay i, I just remember a lot when i was younger i just remember you on twitter no like sense. very you, you seem to be lamenting it as, as you were playing it, like oh this isn't very good oh man <laughs> it's david cage what do you expect yeah a masterpiece oh true yeah yeah he okay, John, did you have a guess on the Starflight game? Starflight, Starflight. Tell me what, tell me what I see tonight. Um, let's see. It is a, a, I don't know, a fucking platformer. I don't know. I don't, did they have <laughs> those, arca- like, did they have those, like, arcade shooters, like the Ikaruga, like Ikaruga uh, kind of shooters at that point in time? Time. time? I don't know. I, don't, I forget what that, the, the shmup. I was going I wasn't gonna say it, but I forgot what you actually want me to say. Just shooter. Uh, you say side scrolling shooter. Shoot, shooter. I don't, I don't remember when that genre started. Hmm? Yeah. So I don't remember when that genre started up, but maybe one of those. 
uh, Galaga. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but I was thinking like more uh, cinematic than Galaga. Galaga yeah. was a fun game, but I think that Gradius was definitely better of the two space shooters that I played. <laughs> Are we getting into the Gradius versus Hell Galaga? Hell yes, debate? I love me some Gradius. <laughs> but you know what? I love Gradius too, but I don't know. Uh, I, I might uh, be more of an R-type you, guy. You, so. R-type is good. <laughs> I've got R-type finals yeah, sitting I on think, my shelf. I think I might be on Jason's side. R-type. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Starflight is uh, one and two. Uh, they're both space exploration RPGs. Oh, okay. So think, uh, think, uh, it's not a technical thing, but think like four bit Mass Effect and you're on the right path. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's about the best uh, I can describe. Four bit. So like, like, huh. So like Fantasy Star? Or is it way more? No, no, no. I mean, no. We're literally more. talking like, like, like you have a ship and you go from place to place and you touch down on the ship and you explore and you. But there's certain only certain places you go to, basically like okay, further so, the story. So like I said, it, it's basically okay. like a very, very uh, simple Mass Effect. I mean, there's no like branching so it's like a, conversational stuff. So it's but. like, it's like adventure in space. Like that really old game adventure. Yeah, I suppose. Or you know, like that one space exploration game that just came out recently that was such a hard flop that I can't even remember the name of it. Andromeda. No, but also <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might be the funniest thing you ever said, John. <laughs> I try. I think uh, seriously, I, I, why I think... could I not remember this game? It was so absolutely overhyped, and I knew no straight Sky. from announcements that it was going to be no, a No Man's huge Sky. Plot. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that yeah. one. Thank you. No, not like No Man's Sky. No, there, there, no, there is a plot that you go through through this game. Oh, oh that's what okay. I'm saying. It's it's very much like a like early early precursor like Mass Effect. Interesting, and you said that was in the eighties. Eighty-six. Yeah, I mean, you go from, like, star system to star system, and there's, like, a, like an actual plot you advance, and there's conversations to be had. And like I said, it's it's, a, it's as Mass Effect as you can get, probably, for that era of video games. I mean, that's hmm. pretty cool. I didn't realize that they were doing stuff that in-depth back then. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of really cool, like, super ambitious games from back then that you just wouldn't, wouldn't expect to exist. But, yeah. So. Okay. Okay, let's, uh, okay, let's, well, I think we're nearly done with these things here. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Bioforge. Oh, it's, it's the sequel to Bioforce, that really shitty fighting game with, like, <laughs> like, N64, uh, like, an N64 fighting game, I think it was, it might, or it might have been, a, I think it was N64. Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you here. It's basically just an adventure game. <laughs> Try to let's see. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a little hard to. Uh, let's see if I can get the thing to work here. Here, I'll read the I'll read the description on Good Old Games for you. Okay. Let's see. 
You don't know where you are or who is in control. Even the most essential concepts of identity have been stripped from your mind. Only the realization that something is not as it should be makes you take control of your destiny to rise, seek answers, and fend for yourself in an insane and rebellious reality. Oh, God. Make your way through different indoor-outdoor environments. Get swept up in a breathtaking drama upon which the fate of the universe depends. Ugh. You know, even the descriptions, uh, maybe a little. Maybe, you know, maybe I should read the description on these things before I like look at the game and look at videos. Because, oh yeah, I don't know if I would have given anybody money for having written this thing. So, <laughs> pretentious. So, anyway, uh, let's see. And well, no, no real sense of going having SimCity three thousand unlimited and SimCity four deluxe edition. I was the last two there, so. All right. So, all right, guys. So. Let's go ahead, take a quick break, and we'll get back with the news in just a second. And we're back with the news. So, John, why don't you go ahead and start us off with what you've got, and then we will uh, we'll bump on to what I've got. We're going to try to surprise each other with new stuff here. Uh, all right, this first piece of notes here, I'm going to assume you have this one on your list too, but as uh, Don't Nod officially announced, uh, Life is Strange 2 will be coming out. And, uh, Brittany, have you played Life is Strange? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm currently sitting in a room that has walls plastered with different art from the game, and I definitely don't have a tattoo from it either. So. Okay. Okay. Well, Life is Strange is like for those for you and others others haven't played it is an episodic was an episodic uh, style game about it's sort of like a young adult fiction kind of style, and it was incredibly well received a couple of year, a couple of years ago. Uh, Jason, did you play it? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I swear we did something at like a game club that sounds like this game, but yeah. Well, I I mean, I mean, I personally really like Life is Strange. I think uh, if you if you hadn't got a chance to play it, you may, uh, if, you can, if you don't remember it very well, maybe you give it another shot. Anyway, in all seriousness, we all love Life yeah. is Strange here. Yeah. We're, it's, Life is Strange Two is a really big announcement. Uh, I. I was happy to hear it. I personally hope that they it becomes its own like stand, standalone anthology kind of thing. I don't want the same characters from the first game in this one again. <laughs> that game ended. It had a good. I I liked the ending, Brittany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but which ending? I don't. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <sighs> and I also I I like my ending. I don't really like the other ending that much, uh, but that's anyway. The I I want it to be like have similar themes to Life is Strange, but to tell its own a different to tell a different story. Maybe they have time powers again. Maybe that's like one of the things that carries over between seasons or whatever they want to consider these. But I hope it's I hope it's mostly standalone. I don't, know, I don't know if you agree, Jason. But that's how I feel about it. I would kind of like a, a new separate story. Um, I, I I wouldn't mind a few nods here and there to it, but uh, don't would, nod at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I um yeah, see I as soon as I said that I was like oh, I hope nobody makes that pun and then John yeah, oh, John, you, know, you walked John right up you walked right up to the T and instead of hitting the ball you hit the T so thank you. <laughs> but anyway yeah I, I they can make some references to it I'm okay with that but I don't really want the same cast so. I am scared. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else to say besides that. Like, um, as much as I love the game, I feel like this is the type of thing where it could have been a one and done. And it it kind of seems like to me, like uh, looking back at it now, that maybe they didn't really know where they were going from the beginning of the game. I know that they said that allegedly they have like this whole thing planned out from the beginning, but because of how rushed the ending seemed to me, I I don't know if I trust them to do a whole other story and not screw it up and possibly taint the name of Life, Life is Strange because it, it's such a good game. I would hate to see a second season or second version of it come out and it, it's not as well received. And then people who didn't play the first game are not even going to take a second look at it because it's kind of the same situation as uh, Mass Effect in my mind where the Mass Effect series is one of my favorite series of all time, but because of how... how bad Mass Effect Andromeda is, I feel like it's going to paint a really poor picture of the entire series as a whole, and it's going to stop people from even considering playing it. And I I just really don't want that to happen to another favorite of mine. I mean, Don't Nod didn't also announce that Life is Strange passed 3 million uh, unique, this is their, quote, unique paying players uh, for Life is Strange, and that it doesn't include those that downloaded the first episode for free. So I think the, the first series was really successful and i don't i don't think like i don't think if the second one isn't, isn't quite up to par it's gonna quite hurt how, how good the first one is especially if they're very standalone because this, the second season of true detective is not that good that didn't ruin that doesn't ruin people i don't think that should ruin people's enjoyment of the first season because they're, they're two very different things right so I, i'm not necessarily talking about it's going to change people's outlook on the original series because it, it, it wouldn't do that to me. And it's not like I look at Mass Effect differently now because of the, the newest installment. But I'm saying people who maybe haven't even heard of Life is Strange and will hear of it. I mean, obviously, this is just the way that I am looking at things from a pessimistic point of view because of <laughs> my disappointment with the ending. But um, I, I wouldn't want people to hear of Life is Strange for the first time because of a second installment coming out and it not living up to expectations or anything like that now to be fair i'm yeah. talking about they've been working on this since the sec or since they stopped or you know finished working on the first one so maybe that means they've got the uh they got a little bit more time to work on the story they've had the you know they've heard some of the complaints from the fans about the uh about any problems that they've had with the first one so maybe they're going to take some of that into account so i'm i'm a little more optimistic about this on on my end yeah, and then, you know, they also seem to be one of those companies that pays a, a lot of attention to uh, a fan reception. You know, they they it looks like they look at every piece of fan art, every review that's out there. Like, they do pay a lot of attention. But I also, the bad part of that is going into the fan service thing, which I, I think we've seen in, in different games and, and TV shows and movies how that could be. A bad thing at the same time. Oh, I can't wait to talk about my my new story about that. Go ahead. I I think it's a good chance for them to improve on the writing from the first from the first series because I I love the first series, but I I do think it has 
it falls into some adult trying to write young people stuff yeah. Uh, yeah. holes. And with games that come out recently, like I always bring up Night in the Woods. That's kind of like my gold standard for writing in games right now, at least in this that, for this kind of style of writing in games. And I think they, they can learn a lot of lessons and make this a much more maturely written and even more wide, widely appealing uh, game than the first one is. Because getting past that, the Diablo Cody style of uh, dialogue can be hard for some people, and some, some people did, and some people just can't really get past it at all. So. I, I mean, I actually think it's one of those things that even improved um, over the course of the game too. Like, it's unfortunate that some people wouldn't be able to look past it in the first episode, especially if they were lucky enough to just download the first episode for free and then base whether they were going to purchase the rest of the season on that. Um, but but I, for one, I mean, it's one of the things we talked about in our game club for it, obviously, where I thought that it was one of the endearing parts of the game is that it did have kind of goofy dialogue and, and kind of like catchphrases and all that. But it, it wasn't nearly as bad towards the end of the game as it was in the beginning. So I don't really think that that'll be as much of an issue in the second installment. I think with yeah. as heavy as that game got, I think having we'll say some of the hokey dialogue actually kind of took the edge off of it and kind of helped a little bit. It made it a little less dark and depressing than I think it may have turned out otherwise. I mean, you know, if you haven't played it, play it. We're not going to spoil too much on this because we did a whole game club on it. If you want to go and listen to that and play along there, that way I think it's the better route to go. But that game got very, very dark. And I think without some of that hokey dialogue, I think it may have been too dark and maybe just a little too much to get through. Yeah, like I still wanted to have that charm, but I just, it's, I, I don't want like lines like about how secretly good Final Fantasy The Spirits Within is. In. <laughs> <laughs> it, within is. I don't want that again. Like it, it was. Uh, very few lines of dialogue in games just made me go, what the fuck, out loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's be real. I, I'm sure that is a lot less don't nod and a lot more Square Enix. And that's why that that's why I did it even more because I'm like, I knew Square Enix published this, and I was like, really? <laughs> no, no one has ever said that, that sentence out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most unrealistic piece of dialogue I've heard in my whole life. It was, uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's that, a, that 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 might be one of the better video game movies which is kind of a sad thing to really admit to it's it's not even really saying much it's better than kingsley no, I mean, what's the best really... video game movie? what's what's the best video game movie like I, mortal the first mortal Kombat? Po- yeah probably yeah doom obviously oh good <laughs> i like doom it's a bad movie but i like doom because yeah. i like the rock i love the rock and most things that he does so who doesn't yeah, yeah he, he yeah he just seems like a genuinely cool guy. I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway, yes, I just I think I'm looking forward for them getting another another shot at this, and just you know, growing as developers and writers and st- storytellers, and I just I hope it's hope it lives up to the first one. I hope it surpasses the first one. And you know, we'll we'll see. They said they won't. They said it won't be at E3, so we'll have to wait a little bit before we see anything from it, probably. Yeah, I can't imagine we're going to see this one anytime soon. So, yeah. all right. Uh, uh, next up, uh, we have Destiny Two got its first uh, gameplay shown. 
it was announced about a month ago, and uh, Jason and Anthony could not remember that we had talked about it. And, but in reality, it's because I was the one that talked about it. <laughs> and, they were, and you're the only one that they cared about their, it, and, I think, is the other yeah, and they, unpl- they And they unplugged their headsets and, you know, twiddled their thumbs. While like I'm doing it. right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they showed more gameplay. It looks like uh, Pretty or Destiny. It looks like more Destiny, and I'm not saying that necessarily is a bad thing. I like when Destiny is good. I really, really like Destiny. It's I think the key to they announced there's going to be four new areas: the European Dead Zone, Saturn Moon, Titan, uh, Nessus, and uh, the Moon of Io. So there's the more places in the solar system. There's going to be some new clan stuff. There will be also an ability to for solo players to join clans and, and raids and other things, which was not available in the first one, which should hopefully make it easy for players to uh, take, take part in some of that, some of the best content in destiny, which was hard, hard to with, if you couldn't find five other people to play with you or, or if you couldn't find a team of six to, uh, to take it on with. So, uh, uh, so that's nice. They added some new weapon classes, uh, I mean, uh, weapon types. <clears throat> they, and they also changed some of the loadout stuff. But, it, I mean, it really the key is how much content is there going to be at launch with this game because the first Destiny was a little light on content at launch and it really didn't... Uh, the, the joke is made, and it's actually pretty valid, that Destiny was in beta for the first year until Taken King came out, and that's when Destiny really came out. because it was, So it took a year for that game to get up, become a recommendable thing. If they do that again, I don't think it, it's going to be... As well, even as well received as the first one was. Yeah, because you know, I was gonna say. I mean, even though it's great that they're showing gameplay footage, I feel like the fault of Destiny was not the gameplay. Um, I actually enjoyed playing it a lot. I thought it was a fun shooter, and that's all it was. It was just it was fun. Um, kind of mindless because of the lack of story, which, you know, like Jason was mentioning before, it's it in my mind was one of those games. You could kind of play and not really pay too much attention to, but my concern, and I'm not really going to care much about the announcements of this game until they tell us, are we going to be missing 70% of the game uh, at initial release? Because I, I did enjoy playing it, but I didn't bother playing any of the DLC content because I don't really like feeding into the whole, uh, um, you know, you're, you're purchasing an, an unfinished game. And I'm, I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to wait a little bit and see what the announcements are as far as destiny 2 goes but um if they're not releasing like an actual full game at the time i'm not sure it's something i'm really looking forward to yeah it's just it's it's definitely a a, it's the key really like this like we all know that destiny is one of the like in terms of play playing it one of the best shooters ever made just in terms of like shooting things but we all know you need to touch it so i couldn't tell you yeah well (laughs) I've said it enough on here that I think it's it's the best uh, shooting that that style of shooting in a first person shooter that's up to date. So it's like it's still gonna be that it's still gonna be that. I said that I said it's it's style of shooting. Doom is a very different kind of first person shooting. Doom is the best first person shooter made in like a decade. But that's uh, it. But. But in terms of like a military, like Call of Duty, Halo style of first-person shooting, Destiny is kind of like it's still like the best till up till now. Any uh, anyway, but yeah, I'm I'm tentatively looking forward to it. 
We'll see what they said. It's coming out the 8th of September, but they have there's no scheduled PC launch. This it's it wasn't on PC the first time. So but this is also it's it's strange that they won't be launching day and date with the PS4 and Xbox One. So it's in, and not even giving an actual date for for launch. But we'll uh, for so PC players can should watch out for that. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see how it is. It could it's be if, done if pretty well without a PC port. Yeah. So yeah, if it, I mean, if this game lives up to its potential, it's gonna it's gonna sell gangbusters like the first one did, and then some. So we'll see, yeah. So uh, look out for that in September. All right. Uh, isn't, that, uh, isn't, up, I got some, isn't it also on Battle oh, only? It's not coming to Steam. Oh yes, that's that's probably yeah. It's. It's which it's Blizz, it's on Blizzard's Battle.net for PC, because um, so, you know Act, Activision Blizz, Activision pub, publishing it, and Activision Blizzard uh, owns all of gaming, so they, naturally they're it's going to be on, on <laughs> Battle.net. Uh, you know it'll maybe it'll be their ninth billion dollar platform <laughs> when they announce that, that they announce. We'll see we'll see how that goes. Did you know that Brittany that Overwatch is uh, Blizzard's eighth billion dollar franchise? Honestly, besides, uh, wow, I could not name a second. So it's uh, not surprising to me. But uh, StarCraft, Diablo, Warcraft. Warcraft? I was going to say um, uh, the, the thing World of Warcraft yeah. is based on would probably be a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. Warcraft, um, Hearthstone, I believe is one. I think the first Destiny hit that. And I, I don't think I don't know if they count that for Activision Blizzard. They probably don't. Overwatch, like I said, so. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting some, obviously, but yeah, they some some very seminal games they're they're responsible for. I mean, good for them. They're good at what they do. I mean, I, I honestly I don't play a whole lot of their games because I'm not like a, a PC gamer or anything that like that. And I feel like that's where the majority of their money goes. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like Overwatch and Hearthstone were the ones that got me, but yeah, you know, they they'll make their money. And then, oh, Activision. Uh, I think, if, and then Activision is Call of Duty, and and Destiny. So, all right, but we can we can move past Destiny for Jason's sake. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't fall asleep. I promise. <laughs> all right, uh, Ubisoft announced four games coming within like the next year, I believe. Uh, some some were. Already- Already, one was already announced, but it didn't have a date. And then three were basically, two were basically announced, and one was kind of like, what? But all right, so they announced um, Far Cry 5, scheduled to be released, released before April 2018. And they announced uh, the new Assassin's Creed, which will also be out before, uh, will be out by spring of 2018. They did not name the new Assassin's Creed. Oh, I'm sure we'll get more details on all these games at E3. Ubisoft always has a very large E3 presence, for better or worse. <laughs> uh, South 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 Park: The Fractured But Whole. It's uh, coming out in October. The actual date—they they said an actual date. It's not on this site though. Forget what the what they actually said. Um, and then the Crew Two. <laughs> I have people say it should have been called the Two, but. <laughs> Uh, that'll that's that'll become that should come out with also by spring. So Ubisoft has 
I can't wait till the ninth version of that game comes out, and they spell it C R O I X. Oh wow! Thank you, thank you. I mean, honestly, of the ones that you announced, the ones that I feel like I don't know, maybe don't need need to happen. Like I don't even remember Far Cry happening. It was one of those games that really had no hype leading up to it. I feel like it came out and went away as as fast as it was announced and then happened, you know. And then uh, the crew, who actually played that game? Who was asking for a second one? That's what I was like. The people that go, what? When they announced the crew, too. It's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, out of these, the one I'm most interested in, it, I'm surprised it's Far Cry 5, but I've... Because Far Cry 3, was a, I love Far Cry 3, but the style of Far Cry games has been done to death, especially by Ubisoft and Ubisoft's other franchises. So it's hard for me to... To get excited at this point, just just from the name, I'm sure if I see it, I'll be like, "Oh shit, this game looks dope." But we'll see. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed is probably the one I'm most interested in because it's been rumored to be in Egypt for a long, long time, and that sounds like a. I think if one thing Assassin's Creed does well, and all the things that it doesn't, is that is take is taking place in in eras that aren't super common in games. So you know, getting to see things that you don't always seeing video games and i really like syndicate and they took two years off so i i and possibly three so by the time it comes out my concern is assassin's yeah, I mean, creed that's the most surprising thing to me have never been uh when uh whatchamacallit when there's not a lot of uh things to climb on uh egypt was yeah. never really this like really like you know compact city area type thing like like in the first assassin's creed or the second assassin's creed like they never really had those type of things that you could work with so i'm kind of curious like how they're i mean the idea of like you know climbing up the sphinx or the uh or the great pyramids it seems kind of cool but then you're like oh hey look there's miles of nothing beyond this so it's like you know it's a little yeah it's a little like i mean I, and granted yeah i know there's a lot of stuff that you know has you know been destroyed and fallen down over the years but it's like Okay, so you have this one area that you can climb around in, but then it's not really that heavily populated because it's a temple? It's just, I don't know. I, that's where I kind of draw my concerns with that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the last one to have like kind of a, a more sparse environment was 3, and people really didn't like 3, and 3 at least had trees to climb in mm-hmm. the wilderness. So it's, yeah, we'll I, I'm curious as to how they solve that problem, but I out of all those games, it's definitely the one that, piqued my, it's, that I'm most interested in. The South Park game, I haven't watched South Park in a long time. The first one was was funny, it was good, but surprisingly, but I, you know, I, it's if it's good, it's good. Doesn't really, I'm not really looking forward to it too much. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad when you're announcing a lineup of games that are coming out soon, and the thing that you're most excited for is Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but again, they did, they took a break for one, so that kind of uh, helped. Because I, when I play Assassin's Creed, I usually skip a year in between each time to help me enjoy, at least enjoy them. Because if I played every one, I'd get, and I, I tend to actually, by doing that, I always get to play the best ones. Because you usually the ones in between are like Unity or Three that aren't very good. Yeah, so. and see, unfortunately for me, the ones uh, that I played more 
most recently. I've taken an extended break from Assassin's Creed for obvious reasons. Um, the last ones I played were three, which was an okay game with an absolutely insufferable main character, which I think is what actually ruined the game for me, not necessarily the environment. Um, and then went to Unity afterwards, which I think I played for maybe a total of 30 minutes before declaring the game as a complete piece of trash and, and not <laughs> taken it off of my shelf since. Uh, um, I, I will say Black Flag and Syndicate uh, are very are some of my favorite games of the years that came, the years that came out, especially Black Flag. I love Black Flag. Um, Syndicate was a nice surprise. So, we'll, yeah, like I said, a break is always nice. Hopefully they uh, used it wisely. All right, moving on to the next so, one. All right. All right, last one I got here. You might have, you probably have this one on. I feel like you kind of referenced this earlier. Uh, Netflix is to produce a Witcher TV series. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's already as fuck. I think it has to be. If anyone, as someone who's played two of the three Witcher games, it, I think it has to be R-rated as fuck, as yeah. they love to say over in, over in Netflix land. Uh, I hardly believe that'll be an issue, though, because if you think about it, I don't... Is there really a rating system no, as far no, as Netflix no. goes? It's it's not it's not even HBO as far as I'm concerned. It's not like movies. They just do whatever the hell they want, and they I feel like they have no limitations. So um, I've never played any of the Witcher games, but I know a lot of people are concerned about what, what they are and aren't allowed to do, and I think that Netflix is probably the best platform for it possible. Yeah, it- if the, either Netflix or and the next best would, like you said, HBO, I think. But yeah, Netflix has no, they don't answer to cable networks or anything like TV or anything like that. They, they're they their own thing. So, and like their series have been pretty, like even Daredevil is an incredibly violent series and that's a Marvel property. So it, the fact that they allow that to happen is, should tell you that they can probably make this as um, dark and grim as they want to. Um, the the author and, uh, Andre Subkowski, I'm gonna assume I said that right, uh, is gonna be a cre- creative consultant on the series, and the uh, Tomas Spaginski, who directed the intro videos for the Three Witcher games, which are which are all really good, and uh, he will direct at least one episode per season. Uh, I th- I think the company the pr- production company is a visual. Yes, they are. It's a Polish production and visual effects house called Platige Image. Um, All right. So this this might this might be a uh, CGI series. I don't know. I'm not. Enti- they haven't really, you know, said exactly what it's going to be. Uh, would you guys prefer live action or CGI for this? If you were to, if you had to choose. Um. Again, as someone who has not played any of the Witcher series, I would just by default. Prefer- for live action because same I, I have not watched anything that was CGI based that I've actually liked anyway. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it when it comes out. Maybe I will. And maybe that'll make me want to play the games or maybe I'll start playing Witcher or something in the meantime. But I, I just, I don't think CGI is really the way to go with anything these days. It, it doesn't ever turn out well. Uh, I think it, it's going to be very expensive either way. Cause the Witcher series, just full of like like monster the witcher is a monster hunter so and it is full of very large and a variety of monsters so to to, for it to be live action they would have to have a hell of a budget for it to be is uh 
for it to, for it to be what people want it to be. Well, yeah, that I know also that they depend- would have a lot of a lot to do with environments and and uh, yeah. and you know sets yeah. and all that. But obviously, at some point, they're going to have to use some kind of CGI, whether it's for the monsters or just the entire series. I think also though, like we might be trying to think of like the game aspect of it where like the books, you know, there's probably a lot more character interaction and they probably will deal with that more. So like, you know, for every five episodes, we'll, you know, we'll just say if they're going to do like a 15 episode season or whatever, like for, so for every five episodes, you get maybe one or two monster fights and the rest of it's like character interaction and stuff like that. Cause what I know of the Witcher that most people seem interested in is like the, the like the world building and the character interactions and the, you know, like the stories that are kind of built around that. And that's, that's where I see the Witcher's like strong point as a TV series possibly being, I don't really think the monster hunting is going to be, I don't, I, I don't want to say the focal point, but I can't see it being the focal point because then, I mean, unless Netflix is literally just bleeding money, then I, there's no way they can afford to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, this, uh, since the series is going to be close, uh, uh, since the author, author himself will be more t- directly tied into the series, I think it's definitely going to follow more of his style of like short story writing, which I think will uh, is a very good for a TV series. I think it the it'll be a better way to ad- adapt the Witcher stuff because the games themselves are like kind of like they're almost like fan fiction, from what I understand. They aren't uh, actually based directly on anything from the Witcher book. I think the first I'm, one is that after one. that it diverted quite a bit. Yeah, and, and I've I've read one of the I read one of the books, uh, a collection of short stories, and there, and it's definitely something that could that will could be best adapted for TV. I'm glad it's not a movie because I don't think they could come close to capturing what that series is about in a movie. And but yeah, you can so so many different kinds of stories to tell, and it, it, and an episodic nature is perfect for that. So I'm I, I'm looking forward to this. I hope it's good. I like. I like the Witcher universe quite a bit. I like the third game quite a bit too. So, uh, yeah. So, ho- hopefully it's good. That's all you can say about anything. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's make. I'll uh, I'll run down mine real quick. I don't have too much here. Um, let's see. Not that I really care particularly about the game, but I'm more amazed that it's. I mean the lack of real surprise that it happened and it just seems like nobody can keep their mouth shut about anything but star ocean till the end of time is coming to the ps4 and it's gonna be 21 dollars. you want to talk about a square enix tax well there you go once again 21 dollars. yeah i'm like i think you can buy the ps2 version for cheaper than that i mean for god's sake i don't know that just oh i don't understand it i really don't understand it uh it's just good old square enix um i I'm not as into them as I used to be, but, um, like, I used to be, like, really into, like, you know, fighters, when or, like, jet fighters when I was a kid, uh, but, so Ace Combat has kind of been one of those series that I've kind of, like, really gotten, I've really kind of held on to over the years, even though they really haven't been always the best, and anytime they try to do story, it's pretty much awful, but, again, video game stories, silly. Uh, Ace Combat 7 got delayed until 2018, uh, additional time necessary to perfect and optimize the latest title, which I'm okay with. I'd rather you delay it and get hopefully a better game. So, uh, Sega reviving dormant IPs, uh, big hits incoming. Uh, this is going to lead to my next story, but, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to, what they're planning on doing. Uh, apparently also somebody mentioned that, uh, the Shenmue one and two remasters are real and incoming. I don't know that I care. I back Shenmue three. And the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if I 
wanted to do that, but oh well, whatever. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Sega Sega showed off a trailer for Sonic Forces, and there's a create a character right. thing, meaning right. DeviantArt right. is coming to video games. This is just DeviantArt coming oh, to life, man. and so now all of these Sonic fans who like to pretend that their uh, their their characters that they invented themselves can can go fuck Sonic, they can now like literally bring them into a video game and figure out a way to fuck Sonic somehow on on the game. I don't know. <sighs> Just it's Sonic. I don't understand what the hell's going on here. I like, oh god, I I've never met Sonic, such a Sonic weird never, fan base. Sonic has never been good. Is it never been good? Okay, you <laughs> I don't can care what anyone says. Yeah, well, you can keep your weirdo opinion to yourself there. So a weirdo opinion, yeah. They're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> okay, all right, John, you can go ahead and just, okay. Anyway, um, so um. Kind of segueing from uh, characters that, uh, I guess, characters that everyone wants to fuck to characters that uh, do not fuck at all. Fire Emblem, the new one. There is no relationship in children, and that pissed off a lot of people. I really <laughs> was not expecting that, but apparently they want to see their characters uh, fuck a lot. I'm just like, what? I didn't know that this was what Fire Emblem was about, but apparently I'm on the... Uh, the small end of the spectrum of people who are interested in Fire Emblem for the strategy and not the character fucking fucking like, yeah just straight fucking i'm like am i too old is that the problem like i'm not into sonic characters fucking and i'm not into fire Emblem characters you, fucking i don't know what's going on are you too are you asking if you're too old for fucking jason i i or video game <laughs> fucking apparently i mean i did have hip surgery but you know whatever oh oh boy <laughs> we'll just leave that we'll just leave that there um let's see so what else do we got? Um, I didn't even know this existed, but the uh, the Silver Case, a Grasshopper game, there's a sequel, and that one's going to be remade too. So we've got that to look yeah. forward to. <laughs> and uh, final little bit of news here. This is more just an oddity than anything. This won't pertain to you guys whatsoever, but these religious games that came out for the NES, uh, titled Spiritual Warfare and the Wisdom Tree Collection, uh, they're on Steam now, so if you want to play some really, we'll say, average to bad uh, games based on Man. Bible stuff, they're on Steam for you. And I think those Man, are some. You just I, sold me. I think I, I, I was like, you know, I'd be kind of interested in streaming those. I think I'll just emulate those. I don't, I don't really want to give these people my money. So yeah, you, you really just sold me on those. So I'm gonna go check those out right now. You know, just because something's bad doesn't mean it's not an interesting oddity in history. So you gotta, you gotta remember. I, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You gotta remember every. You know, not every. Uh, not every game came out baked up. Uh, you know, for every uh, Super Mario Brothers, you know, there was four hundred Atari platformers that were just terrible. I mean, you know, Pitfall Harry was the first to really kind of nail the platformer correctly. So. So, you know, everything's built on lessons, and, oh, God, I don't know why they... I, I do not understand what made people bring this license back. I really don't get it. I mean, somebody must have just, like, gotten this license real cheap and decided to, like, oh, let's cash in. Is there fucking in it? There can't be. It's Bible stuff. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. If characters aren't fucking, I don't want anything to do with it, so... Yeah. So, anyway, that is all the news I've got. Um, Brittany, did you have anything you wanted to bring, or are we... Uh, can we can we end this nightmare? 
I mean, I think saying it's a nightmare is a little bit of a stretch, but um, no, I mean, that's that's basically it. I don't really think that there's been a whole lot of really interesting news. Not to, like, throw shade at anybody or any one company or anything like that, but it, it's, I feel like it's been a slow time, and I guess it's because we're kind of, like, preparing for all the real announcements to come out at E3 soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only got, what, three weeks left till E3? Is it really? Oh, God. Okay. I'm not mentally yeah. ready for that. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I, I, I think I'm going to see what to it. I, I wish there was a way we could staff up for E3 and then just like, okay, here, we can. No? Okay. It's like, I don't want to deal with the E3 news. I really don't. But guess what I'm going to be doing? Oh, God. I'm not looking forward to that. So, anyway, um, yeah. So, we, I guess we'll just end this nightmare as usual. Uh, we. If uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, I am at Jason Ariola. John, you are John Lucero seven seven seven. They got, they got I am quiet. regretting my name choice again because I always have to explain the spelling. <laughs> Brittany, why don't you go ahead? And explain uh, it is the at Hella Yes, but the two L's are actually capital I's because somebody else had the name. So that is H E I I A Y E S Y E S. Yes. <laughs> So. You know, <laughs> at, you know how everyone spells it. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yes. All right, yeah, I, God, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've talked about this before, but like when I noticed you changed your name and I went to go like look you up real quick, I was like, what? <laughs> what? What happened here? Hey, this isn't her. Her title. I'm like, oh, I see what happened there. So. <laughs> I get it. So, and anyway, um, if you want to follow the site, uh, um, pretty much everywhere at Games and Junk, um, except Twitch, which is gamesandjunk.net, which, yeah, you got to spell all that all out. And then, um, yep. you know yeah, YouTube is Games and Junk <laughs> official. Just go to the, just go to the site, gamesandjunk.net. And then, you know, we've got all our, we've got all our social media links up there. So you can just check that out. And that's probably a little bit easier. John, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I'm good to get Oh, okay. Thought you were gonna say something. So, uh, so next week is is next week in the free Overwatch week. Uh, yes, next weekend is a free Overwatch weekend. This week starts the uh, three week anniversary event for the one year anniversary of Overwatch coming out. So, yeah, uh, it's so they have a free weekend this weekend, Friday through Sunday. They might extend it sometimes. They t- they tend to give it like an extra day, but we'll so you see look look for that. We're gonna do a. A stream on Saturday. We'll get Jason to play some Overwatch for the first time and probably last time in his life. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, uh, maybe maybe we'll get Brittany to join us too, since she's such a big Overwatch fan now. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. That's that's a, a big exaggeration. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'll, and the triumphant return of the Overwatch minute for next for the next podcast. So. Maybe maybe we'll get two next two minutes next Ooh, time. No 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 no, no 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 that defeats the purpose of the segment. <laughs> that's yeah, uh that, right. that is that is sixty seconds that I can stay awake through. Uh, that, uh, that's all I can manage each podcast. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, it's the most, it, it, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish then, finish your thought. No, I was just say it's the most popular segment on the show. Go ahead. End this nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's end this nightmare and we will talk at you guys. I probably should just do this again next week. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, podcast, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. We're uh we're kind of a funeral here with our schedule, so we'll talk to you guys next time.